Welcome to the year, it's the Afghanistan Anniversary Show, man. Never forget, never forget American freedom. For August 25th, 2021. How's it going? How's it going, everybody? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's that time of the year. It's the end of August, and I've been doing this for, holy shit, five years? Five years. Yeah. Five years, I kept this uh, SoundCloud account alive, and then I have, I guess, uh, doing it nonstop weekly. There was a period I did it bi-weekly. But anyways, you know, uh, I'm not taking seven years off like fucking CM Punk. <laughs> oh my god, he came back. Can you believe it? Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm not going to waste any more time on this because uh, I try to keep the episodes 20 minutes these days, if you have noticed. Uh, except for those that kind of went off the rails a little bit. But then, 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 it's another year, which means I consider this a season premiere of sorts, or the season finale, whichever you want to call it. That means new intro and the new outro. I don't know if you have noticed. And then this is one of the more popular episodes. And then I got about a couple dozen questions. I don't have like 43, like last few times that I had. So it will likely go over 20 minutes, I feel like. But uh, any speech, any speech going into it, uh, nothing really other than, well, thanks for bearing with my shit the last five years. And then uh, this has been interesting. So it's basically our season six kickoff. I don't have a big speech going into the new season. Clearly, Carly, I haven't gotten around to doing more interviews or any of that or one-on-one session, especially, you know, with a pandemic that's been going on. That's still not an endemic. Um... You know, I haven't gotten around to do the roundtable, things like that, more stories or more one-on-one stuff, you know, other people, God, I miss doing it, I don't, I'm not being, blah, 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 I can't speak so much, I haven't been able to take this uh, Yeti mic around, this is the best investment I have ever made, I'll be honest, you know, because I, I bought this thing on Craigslist, this is an original Yeti blue mic from 2016 spring. I bought it for like $88 or something, $90. And I was like, Jesus, microphones are expensive. But holy fuck, trying to buy a new Yeti mic. I mean, Yetis are really nice still, but I don't think uh, you can go wrong with this OG one. So I got the second hand, and this is the best best investment I have made in my life. And I use this microphone everywhere, including on conference calls and all those things. And I made this little sound booth box and it's been great. So without further ado, uh, that's a speech of it. It's a lot of reflective moments. I get sentimental a little bit with this mic. So um, I'm going to get to the questions. Uh, I did not have time to sort this, which I'll talk about in one of the question answers. I have briefly looked over the uh, questions. I, again, like I said last week, no holds barred, you know, all of that stuff. You know, I, I have my go- general golden rule, golden not serious, which is never talk about work. But, you know, there are some periods that I might reference and talk about it, including this episode. So I'm an open bar at this point. So um, I'll answer as most interestingly as I can. So here we go. No, in no particular order. So if it repeats or something, ah, shit, what am I going to do? Question number one, did the Blue Jays fuck up? Jesus Christ, we're starting with the sports. Uh, Did the Blue Jays fuck up by spending all their money on George Springer and not pitching, not the pitchers? Um, No, they didn't fuck up. Uh, That was the best money they could spend in the 2020 offseason or 2021 offseason, basically the winter of 2020. Uh, the, The pitching free agency was notorious last offseason. So I, they signed whom, whomever they could have signed. 
I would have loved to see, you know, Taiwan Walker come back, but you know they weren't gonna go throw money at Trevor Bauer or any of that. I don't, I didn't want them to. And then uh, they had to make a splash move to say, hey, we're the Blue Jays are serious about contending and supporting the youths. Um, so I don't think they spent all their money, and then uh, I don't think that was a mistake. Otherwise, if they didn't make such a move, I think the fan base would have freaked out. And say, why is Toronto a second-tier team, second-tier free agency market, and they only get like a one-year bargain like Marcus Simeon, and then you just lose him? But the fact that the Blue Jays are able to sign Hyunjin Ryu the year before, and now uh, George Springer, and then they did spend money on like fucking Tanner Rourke, and who hasn't, who didn't clear, work out clearly, Robbie Ray, um, you know. So I think it gives. Guys like Marcus Simeon, a better reason to stay. I hope he stays. I don't want to see fucking, oh, can we bring Trevor Story over? And then a Kevin Biggio is like getting hurt and still got some steps to do. No, we don't got time for that. I, I, I used to think about the long-term planning and all that stuff. This answer is going off the rails. You know, but I said, you know what? Get the short thing now. The windows are shorter and smaller. So I stopped being more long-term thinking-y. You know when I when it comes to the sports, especially baseball these days, because it's the sport in general. Every sport is getting younger and younger, and then anything to show that you're willing to win. I don't think they fucked up. I think I think this team needs to expand its payroll and then go above at this point, and then they gotta they gotta get to that level at some point to spending the money. You got Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette. And other young talent that you got to spend money on. And also attracting future talent. Which means you're going to spend George Springer money down the road anyway. You know. And then Robbie Ray is going to be you know, costly later. And then I, I'm looking forward to the free agency season uh, this offseason when the winter comes. And then there's better pitching out there. But I, I don't want to go into the weeds of this. Um, but yeah, I, I can talk about that later. So no, I don't think signing George Springer was a fuck up. Not pitching. I think they spent what they were supposed to spend on pitching. The pitching just didn't work out. There was there weren't too many crops to pick from last winter. So no, no, I think George Springer was a good move, and then I think he proved that when he's healthy. So there's that. Uh, despite your hate, could, <laughs> could Trudeau? Uh, I, I imagine it's not Pierre, uh, actually lose because he called a needless election. All right, I didn't do my homework over the last week since, you know, again, this this, this uh, hot shot election on a 36-day notice, 39, that's like now nestling 30 days at this point by this thing comes out. Uh, I don't think he could lose. Uh, I haven't seen the latest poll numbers, but I don't see a huge deterrent. That would make him lose seats rather than winning or maintaining at least. Um, does that mean you're going to vote for him? No, I still haven't decided and I've been pretty busy the last three, four months. You know, so uh, I'm behind on this. All right. Who should host Jeopardy and what does your trivia community think? Um... I don't know what our community, trivia community thinks. That's a good question, but I don't know. We never talked about the fucking Jeopardy, even the show as a whole. Um, Jeopardy is a Jeopardy, uh, is my favorite game TV show, not the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, what? <sighs> but to be completely honest, I I I don't give a shit who hosts this thing because you cannot replace Alex Trebek and then. 
whoever goes in there is gonna be like set to you know be pitted against that bar. But then again, you go back and listen, look at the big picture, and listen to you know way the host of Jeopardy, 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 Jeopardy. Why can't I talk today? Uh, what is what does that person do? All that person does is confidently read out the answer, confidently give a yes or no to the question that the contestants give, and then you know vibe in the couple times in the very uh, short level in the burst. You're not doing anything. Like Alex Trebek just sounded smart, and then that's why he was such a natural. That's why he's such a long-time host of this thing and the icon, you know. But otherwise, just whoever, you cannot be the next Alex Trebek, you know. And then, like, what else do you expect? Like, so the image that it's, it should exude is some kind of intelligence, know-it-all, the ultimate generalist, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but I just go, who should have been the perfect host? Was that that guy? I don't know. Should it have been Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, who like? But should it have been the Mayim, the Mayim lady, or the you know the producer? I don't give a shit. I I really don't give a shit. You cannot even if you pick the minority or whoever, that person would have been shit against Alex Trebek no matter what. And so because of that, I don't give a shit who the host is. I just want to watch the show. the The show is not focused on the fucking host. The show is focused on the questions and the competitors. And you get the moments like Ken Jennings and etc. Right? That's who the focus should be. Like, it's like, it's like, hey, who should be the Monday Night Football sideline, you know, reporter? Should it be Erin Andrews? I mean, Erin Andrews, you know, like, no, she's not the focus of it. But then she asks dumbass questions that just catches your attention. And then I just go, what the fuck? Like, you should be seamless. And then... So because of that, I, I don't care. I don't care who the sh- host should be. So I don't know why people are making a big deal out of this. So, you know, I don't care. I want to just see the game and then go. Yeah, it will take some time to get used to the new voice, you know, asking the right, you know, questionnaire and all that. But, like, I mean, the it doesn't matter. I don't know why people are making a big fucking deal out of this shit. Uh, back to the sports question here. Should the NHL actually just do a Canadian division and move Arizona to Quebec? All right, two-parter here. Should should there be the ultimate North division? Uh, I'm not against it, to be honest. <laughs> but I don't think the slicing up uh, horizontally or vertically is the ideal, you know, TV timing uh, for all the viewers in the North America. And should Arizona move to Quebec? No, because then you just like tilted the whole east-west balance. But if why does it matter if you, if I follow the you know put the two questions linking them together? Why does it fucking matter if you have Arizona and Quebec and then you have an entire North division? I, I could see that argument. Mm. I could see that argument. Uh, I I think Quebec is. Just like the LA with the NFL, it's just a, like the little carrot that they, they always dangle as a threatening thing. But I don't think they'll move to Quebec. I think they'll move to either Houston or Kansas City. Kansas City finally gets it. If you build it, they will come. No, fuck that. But then they might actually. So, uh, no, I don't think Quebec would get it first. So, wait, should they just do the North Division? 
yeah, I'm not against it, to be honest. I enjoyed it. Uh, how long does it take the average person to run 100 meters? I think 20 seconds is actually difficult. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to make 100 meters in uh, 60 seconds, uh, the 20 seconds. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I, I haven't done these sprints in the longest time. You know, and the 100 meters is way longer than you think. Like, 40-yard dash, yeah, sure. I'll give that a shot. But uh, I don't, I think, I, I without looking it up, I'm just staring at my phone with a list of questions. I think it will, I think 20 seconds is uh, average. Men and women, all, all shapes and sizes. You know what? I think 20 seconds is reasonable. As an average. All right. Is Little League game more like the Winter Classic? No, 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 no. Little League, Little League World Series. Little League game is a Little League World Series. It's not the Winter Classic. The point of a Winter Classic is to compete against those like exhibition bowl games or the college football on the January 1st, the New Year's Day Bowl, right? So it, it meant to be some sort of like an exhibition, but it's not. So, all right. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. All right, uh, what are your thoughts on the Fearless Boxing Club? All right, this is a bit of an insider reach question unless you're in Ontario. Um, so the Fearless Boxing Club uh, is, is, a, is a boxing club run by one of our high school, high school uh, classmates, fellow 2006 class at the Rickanson Secondary School. Uh, but then it's been kind of picking up some steam, the attention, because of the anti-vex, anti-whatever stuff uh so my thoughts are uh you know what <laughs> the fact that i gave this much attention to it you know i really don't want to i'm not i'm not even getting into the debate of a whatever the fucking debate is there is no debate at this point but the fact of the matter is you know more air you give to the stuff like this the platform wherever you're giving a free ad time that's just my opinion and because of that, I never talked about it. I never talked about a very specific brand or business that preaches certain argument because I said it's giving a free air platform. Um, but I'm answering this now because I said answer anything, ask me anything. So my thoughts are I ain't giving no free air time on this. Um, I got better things to do. So good for them for getting the traction. It, it did its job, and then people who are keep talking about it, good or bad, are just inflaming the situation, which I said no. What are your thoughts on John Cena in Weibo, Taiwan? <laughs> Weibo? Uh, this is an old question. So, like, John Cena, you know, obviously he speaks Mandarin, if you didn't know. And then, you know, he bumbled on the word and said Taiwan is a country in his Fast 9 thing. Um, You know what? Yeah, he made a you know, a verbal gaffe in a Mandarin sense. Am I mad like fucking Tucker Carlson? is like he's unpatriotic just bending over like LeBron or something. No, I, and then I genuinely feel awful for the guy for just like, you know, he, he tried the most, you know, he tried more than fucking LeBron or any of the basketball players actually learning the language and trying to, you know, do the right thing the right way. And, it was a one-line slip-up, you know, and then Chinese media, you know, where it's no different from America and other mouth-breathing morons, you know, over there, 
freaked out and then started virally like getting mad at John Cena and saying, boycott Fast 9. Um, you know, that shit. So, but you know, what happened happened and then he made a mistake. And then I think people, whether you're in the mainland or not, ML or not, should move the fuck on. And then he apologized. Um, and then, uh, you know what? Like, it, regarding his allegiance to the fucking freedom and all that stuff, you know, especially the right wing, so-called right wing people, if you're mad at him, I'd be like, dude, like, he ain't the one paying the fucking bills. It's a fucking universal Comcast and every single movie studio that's over in China. And then, like, that's why they did the business. So that's what happened. Even if John Cena didn't want to personally apologize, I'm sure NBC Universal Comcast would have told him to do it. So, and obviously the Fox News would have run the storyline, going like MSNBC clearly are they bending over for China because they're communists too. That's why the NBC said John Cena apologize. You know stuff like that. Uh, the next question: Have you kept track of all the AA acronyms and intro songs used? Yes, I did. I have an Excel sheet because I, I, I did not do this from the beginning. But then I started retracing it and then going back to it a year ago during the pandemic. Because I started not remembering the acronyms I've been using. Um, so if you, don't, if you have noticed, I don't have a like, set AA. You know, so it changes every week. Kind of like CM Punk. Like what does a CM stand for? I don't know. Chick Magnet. Chicago Made. You know, etc. You know, Cookie Monster. He said, like, he throws everything a little bit out there. So I was like doing that. And then I think I repeated a couple AAs. And then the intro songs, I don't think I ever repeated intro song. But then I was losing track too. I got way too many songs. So, you know, there's that. Uh, so I do have an Excel sheet. I keep track of it. So I kept the AA acronym. Uh, and then the date. And then the intro songs with the artists. Um, I have not kept the track of the titles of each episode, which I thought about doing, and then I didn't. So, for or ramen? For. Like, easy. For. Like, I, I haven't found good for in Michigan, I'll be honest. Um, but for. I just like that broth better. I think for is, like, really consistent everywhere, whereas ramen, uh... It, it's all over the place. And pho, I have a favorite place in the world that I can name, which is in Seattle, the pho bak, uh, on the uh, in the, uh, what, what the hell, off the Rainier Avenue. So that's my favorite. I don't have a favorite ramen place. And then, so there's that. Uh, are you happy? Yes, I am. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I, I am very happy for many aspects. And then I'm also happy that I'm not happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, such a cop-out answer. Do you own any NFTs? No, I do not. I I believe the blockchain technology is awesome. Um, But the hype surrounding it, whether using it as a whatever so-called currency or with any of these non-fungible assets, directly consuming it? No, I, I would like... Such volatile assets, you know, to be invested through, be you know, through passive means, which is through investing in other people who do these things, such as investing in Coinbase, 
or PayPal or any of that shit. I don't directly get involved, set up a wallet and all that stuff. Even the small portion. I just don't I just don't have time. And then also the NFT specifically. More and more I looked into it with the whole copyright law is very vague. So the whole ownership and all that, when it comes to the legal ownership of it and then the authenticity of what you've done, of course the the very idea of the digital ledger with a unique signature, whatever key, would verify that. But then, again, because of the copyright thing, I could take whatever GIF of the original meme maker and then just put my unique identifier on it and say it's authentic. But then, like, hey, we need second, third, you know, internet police to approve that it was an authentic meme, right? You know, I... I, I I just don't have time to invest in that. So I said, I'm going to invest in the people who actually work on it, like the Coinbase, and put minimal amount of effort in it. Basically, like, for example, Coinbase Coinbase would swing with the, you know, the cryptocurrencies, although I really hate using that term, the latter parts of it, the currency on uh, there. And then uh, other NFTs are kind of wide when it comes to non-fungible assets, Uh so it's like, all right, let's see who wins out of there. Uh, there's no one dedicated company doing it because, like, the traditional auction sites like Sotheby's and all those are, like, kind of moving into that now, right? So do I invest in the Sotheby's and other, like, luxury goods? Then I just go to Ferrari or some shit, you know? Ferrari is a luxury brand that lives. Same as, uh, you know, the, what's that brand? LV, uh, the Louis Vuitton brand, right? That guy just became the world richest man. You know, just invest in the brands, you know, in that case. And then they, they, they have a better coverage while they have the utmost, like, upside potential of, like, providing the NFT NFTs. Uh, but they can also cover if there are any losses, if there are any. So there's that. Describe your dream home office setup. Uh, <laughs> I think what I got right now is a dream home office setup, although it's in a living room, so the sound kind of echoes up a bit. So I like a, a dedicated room with some sound acoustic wall, you know, bunch of foams around. Uh, but I, 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 I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I don't have huge, like, fucking ego game when it comes to the desk setup and all that. Because I, I just I just flat out don't see a point. I'm I just want large enough desk. Um large enough desk that and then one big monitor. I don't wanna do triple monitor. I'm not fucking seventeen anymore. You know, I just wanna need one large monitor which I'm happy with. I do not wanna open my laptop uh when I connect it. I just want that seamless access. So one large laptop some soundproofing, you know, with the chair I got, at least 32-inch monitor, 4K, right now I have a 2K, you know, 144 hertz, you know, refresh rate, and not have my laptop open. Ethernet connection is a must. Um, I, I like a direct Ethernet connection, so that's a must. And then the room size, do I have any particular there? You know, whatever, man, like a standard... You know, fits a single bedroom that would be sufficient. Um, I just, or if if it cannot be a room, I would like it to be sort of a booth kind of setup. You know how it was, some people set up that you know bring their own, you know that foam booth. You know they have in the offices and just buy it. Like if I could fit a thirty-two inch monitor in there, 
and then I just have the same desk, you know, and then I could go in there with the acoustic cover with a window, I'll be fine with it. So the key thing here is, you know, large desk, one large monitor, 32 inches or larger, uh, acoustically covered, and then, you know, be able to have a dock that supports, you know, my laptop and I can just close it. So there's that. That's the ideal setup. I don't have any more I can ask. Um, I think I kind of covered the dream scenario here that I got. You know, I talked about that a couple weeks ago in the some desk, you know, setup episode. So go listen to it. So what I've done. Uh, next question. Holy fuck, we blew past the 20 minutes. Why did you quit all drinking? I don't know. It just happened. I, I, all these dietary choices, dietary restrictions, restrictions and all that. For me, when, like when I became vegetarian and how that vegetarianism just ended, it just happened and then it just ended. This was just the thing, you know, when the pandemic began, I said, you know what? A lot of people are going to be drinking. And for me, I, especially 2019, I felt there were a lot of uh, drunken mistakes that I massively regretted um, <laughs> alone and in front of people. And also, you know, I, 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 I quickly realized that after the 30th birthday, um, go back and listen to it 30 for 30 or something from a couple of years ago uh, when Kawhi met Tiger. I think that was episode and then the one after. I could not, I could not hang anymore even though I've, Fell healthier, more fitter, and all that, especially over the last four years. Um, so that's the that's why I, I've kind of said, you know what, let's try how long I can go without drinking. And again, first two weeks were the roughest, you know, especially during the lockdown because you had nothing to do. But then also, I was like better prepared. I was less stressed, unlike many people, um, given that you know, I think a lot of people are like stressed because they weren't doing anything especially going out like thursday friday saturday but for me i got i got a lot of that out of my system in 2019 including some drinking stuff and then uh i i think getting it all getting a lot of it out of my system kind of pushing my boundaries there <laughs> helped me set up to quit altogether. now i said i'm gonna start drinking I'm gonna have a sip here and there, you know, that thing is forever, and then I don't live in the extreme, um, and then I thought I would have broken it by now, because, uh, I think it's been, like, 535 days or so since I last drank, um, so, you know, I think first 100, I was, like, conscious of it, 300, I was, like, oh, shit, and then 365 a year, wow, and then, uh, so, you know, I'm gonna crack a four, 500, and then I did, and then, do I have a, like, oh, my God, I got to reach this milestone? I don't really have that at this point. I just go, yeah, I beat the game, you know, whatever, the rest of it. I finished, a, it's like, basically, I finished a Red Dead Redemption 2, the regular missions and storyline. rest of it is 100% achievement for little things. Kill all the pigeons. I don't fucking know. But, um, you know, I, I just I just stopped because I got, I got sick of it, you know. And then I got sick of it. I hated how I, I, I behaved couple of years ago when I got when I went ham ham a little too hard now that said I do miss the taste of the gin um so I I'm gonna leave it there I I don't and then I feel better I feel fresher and then uh, I quit all the vices at this point because uh I quit alcohol for over 530 days I 
I quit the tobacco, tobaccos, you know. Um, that has been pff, 100 days at least now, yeah. So I quit end of April, basically, after I came back from Seattle the second time. Um, but, so, yeah, uh, it just, I feel healthier. I'm getting fatter, though. That's a fucking problem because <laughs> all my sugar, either my sugar, like, craving came back, you know, from the no tobaccos and also all the sugar fixings that I had through alcohol are gone. So that's been replaced with other carbohydrates. So I'm working on that, but I feel better. And then, uh, I don't know. So there's that. That's number one, physical. And then second, you know, number one, mental, because I, I, I felt awful. Number two, physical. You know, I feel better. Uh, why are you emo? I'm not emo, motherfucker. All right. I guess this leads into the next question. Why'd you quit GM? Uh, Follow-up, somewhat similar question I kind of combined. Who the new company? Um, how do I do this? Because uh, I, I, could, I could go CM Punk. God, is he the fucking theme of this episode since he just came back Friday? Uh, I could drop my pipe bomb or, you know, go professional. So I'm going to give half and half here. So... Too long, didn't read answer, basically is, it was time to go. It was just time. Um, little bit of a nugget beyond that is, you know, it was time because, number one, uh, the new place uh, pay the money. Number two, it was for the position and the scope of the work that I was specifically looking for. Uh... Number three, I thought the surrounding people were good, uh, you know, knowledgeable and good vibes, really great vibes, which I think it kind of ran out at my old employer. So, and then number four, I just said, you know what, you know, I fuck it, why give it a shot at a smaller place, not the cor- large corporation. And then I always wanted to try it, and then it's in the field that I was interested in. You know, so the new place, if you're curious, uh, is this considered a free advertising? It, uh, my company's called uh, Cribble, C-R-I-B-L, and then we're in the, the big data stuff. Um, we're in the data, big data observability. Uh, so, you know, go, go check that out. Um, but why did I leave? It was time, and I kind of reached a point, basically. I said I did all I, I, did all I could have done. And financially, professionally, you know, mentally, I just go, what more is there left? And this new company basically checked all the boxes. It wasn't just money. Um, I'll just say that. Uh, It was beyond money, and then it was just time. And then uh, I felt like that was it. I leave it there. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, that said, I said this in my exit and all of the other stuff. You know, without the experience that I've gone through the last four years at General Motors, I wouldn't have gotten this new position. And I think it has, you know, given me a stronger background. And the uh, affirmation that what I'm capable of, um, which was, which gives me a great boost of confidence. And it's been only a one over a week that I started working at a new place. So, you know, and then I, I don't talk about the work stuff here, but... It's exciting in many aspects. So, and then I just go, fuck it. <laughs> that, that was literally it. 
but it wasn't a fuck it at a company or something at people specific people it was more fuck it at my attitude and i go fuck it like what, what else i got to lose and then a lot of things clicked and then i you know when you know you know it's like you you meet the someone and you know and then i i could i could go i could spend fucking hour on this shit but um i don't want to do that so it was it was time and then it clicked a lot of check boxes outside just the money and there's something new i can do with more freedom and you know and something i'm familiar with that's the best that i can answer professionally without giving so much um with the context of this episode i hope that answer made sense so you know whoever asked this question um oh and then the job is 100 percent remote <laughs> i forgot to mention that because I, I forgot see i get way too deep involved you know in the thing that i forget that i'm not there and i'm sitting at this home office but you know that that get that that probably tells you the amount of in the amount of the engagement uh, that I have of the participation. So that became the last thing that I thought of. So who is your favorite wrestler? <laughs> is it CM Punk BK? No, I hate these fucking questions. What is your favorite something, man? What is your favorite car? What is your favorite, uh, you know? I can't handpick one because, you know, I'm not, I'm not that hard-headed, believe it or not. As like, you know, yes, there are certain singular things that are my favorite. You know, for example... Like, hey, who's my favorite, you know, girlfriend? I'll be like, yeah, the one that you're with right now that hope it's to be forever. Um, <laughs> did it sound so passive-aggressive when I just fucking said that? Um, what is my favorite team? The Toronto ones, except for the soccer team. That's Seattle FC and then the Naples Colts and all that. But if you tell me who's my favorite quarterback, you know, all that, I go, I, I can't tell, you know. So I, I'm more of a collectivist in that way. So I go, who's my favorite wrestler? Dude, I got gazillion. I like a little bit of everything from everybody. I pick brains and the styles from all. But, you know, I fuck it. If I have to pick one right now, I say, yeah, it will be CM Punk. Go back and listen to the half, half so that I did. Uh, 3.5 was it? UFC 203, I think it was. I did... You know, in the beginning of this show, I talked about the story of CM Punk. Why, like, that guy is an inspiration. This is, I recorded this right after his Mickey Golf fight, the first one. And I explained, like, you know, stop staying at the fucking rudimentary fighter shit. You know, just talk, the, the way the guy approaches life and his career, uh, I could totally relate. And then the pipe bomb got that speech was from 2011, 10 years ago. Uh, go but go watch that thing, and then how he gave his you know all to this business, the re- professional wrestling or the sports entertainment. And then he came back just like last week after seven years, and how he's been very convicted and sure about himself. That amount of swagger, and then the life choice, the fuck it attitude, uh, betting on himself more than fuck the world. I think that's very admirable, and then I think that's why he's such an attractive you know. You know, very uh, attracting force. And then that's how people galvanize, you know, around that guy. You know, so I, if I had to pick, you know, one right now, it would be, be CM Punk. But there are a bunch of people, especially in all elite wrestling, AEW, that I, I like. So, you know, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. But 
if I pick one, that would be that purely from the uh, how he approaches life and all that stuff. So, and then holy shit, you know, we're all geeks, you know. He's a fucking nerd too, so that's the thing. And then he's he's free to admit it. And then I love that about the guy. And then all the other wrestlers. He got out there. It's no different from all these athletes or the Twitch gamers that are going like, yeah, I've been a geek in something too. I, I've, you know, so it's okay to admit it. Not everyone is alpha right off the bat, you know, especially actors, especially wrestlers and all those people. It's public speaking people, politicians. You think they were always that fucking great from the beginning? And then you see the progression of it, you know, whether it's CM Punk, whether it's The Rock, you know, whether it's, um, you know, Ric Flair, you know. Uh, or the racist Terry Balea Hulk Hogan, you know they had they all had their moments, and then uh, that's the that's the thing. The CM Punk brings the most amount of authenticity and the philosophy in life, and be able to speak on it with such conviction that I think is very admirable. You know whether it's character or not. Even though people play the characters in the wrestling, it's always something of 120 percent of themselves. You know whether it's like yeah Stone Cold Steve Austin or like. Becky Lynch or something, you know, or Sasha Banks, Snoop Dogg's cousin, they always say, you know, but I just go like, you know, they, you could relate. There are a lot of archetypes, especially the wrestlers, more than other actor, actors and actresses in the entertainment and sports industry that you can totally relate, which makes it a most fascinating field of entertainment um, that I can find. And it's a most American because it's a very American thing. To you know, amplify your personality, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He always said it's uh, it's like Steve Austin, going 115 percent. You know, stuff like that. Only in a American culture, American way of speaking, you could do that, and then that got translated into different languages and different cultures. I think that's a very admirable thing. People don't realize, and people look up to, and then go like, "Wow, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair." You know, Trish status, you know, something like that. Like, I wish I could be like that. You know, it's very empowering. It's very authentic. It's 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 un, the amount of freedom that you get from expressing yourselves in such a way with this amount of swagger, amount of wussiness, you know, just showing all that. I think and be able to physically portray that uh, is a very inter- interesting form of art, albeit very physical. So, uh, but out of that, who's done the best job? It would be CM Punk and uh, Steve Austin and The Rock. I think those three are like the pinnacle at the moment. And then, but then they keep changing. Yeah, I also got Ric Flair. Ric Flair is an all-time legend. You know, it like more than Hulk Hogan for me. Like Hulk, I just go like you know, whatever, bro. Um, and then I could go on and on, but I would say, yeah, stay topical. At this point. Uh, shit, I spent way too much answer there, meandering. Uh, would you go back to Europe with the homies? If so, where would you go? Homies. I don't think the homies are spelled right here with the double M. Uh, yes, I would love to. I would like to go back to the Oktoberfest for one more time, although I don't drink anymore. But then again, I ordered a non-alcoholic beer, remember? Because um, <laughs> I, I saw the word draft. On that fucking thing, and then I didn't realize, and then I was so hammered, and then, yeah, I didn't pass the fuck out. I'm proud of myself. Uh, But this time, I would like to go to the basic bitch trip, which is France, Netherlands, Belgium. Go up and down that, and then to Spain, Italy, and then collect all the mugs. Angola, Andorra, that was the one that I could pick up the mugs, and then the Netherlands pick up a bunch of mugs. Belgium pick up a bunch of mugs. France pick up a bunch of mugs. 
Spain got the new ones. Italy got the new ones. Pick them up, pick them up, pick them up. And then uh, Luxembourg or something. I don't fucking know. Do that. Cover that side more than the east side of the Europe. So I want to cover the basics because I've never been to Europe until then. Uh, when are you, when you getting engaged slash married? I don't fucking know when the time is right. When it's done. It's a fucking Duke Nukem Forever answer. When it's done. When's the game coming out? When it's done. When's the Chinese democracy coming out? When it's done. Would your Korean parents care if she isn't Korean? Well, it's very, 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 you know, exclusive of you to use such a pronoun. It could be he, she, they, z, z, whatever, right? Uh, isn't Korean, you know? Ah, uh, uh, they, no, they, they're, they're cool as long as I'm happy and then, you know, I don't rustle the feathers, you know, and then stuff like that. So they're fine. Uh, is this the last question? I think this might be. Right, let's see. Did I not answer the question on some of these? Oh, no. I answered all of them. All right. Very last question. Samsung or LG? What the fuck question is this? I, all right. This is probably the most that I talked about my current and past employers and throughout this fucking longevity of this show. Samsung or LG? For what? Fucking TV? Fucking phone? Washing machine? Fridge? What the fuck you want? Um, television? <sighs> You're gonna get me into the nerdum of this. Either the television or the display or the fridge. Uh, I... Alright. Alright. I think Fridge, obviously, is LG. LG is more of a reliable, popular brand when it comes to home appliances, including the washer, but then I would get neither for the fucking washer and dryer uh, for your home. Television, if you want a true OLED color with the true black on it, with the Dolby support, yeah, LG, but... If you're interested in some weird lighting, micro-LED, mini-LED, whatever the fuck you want to call it, with better support with the operating system natively coming, Samsung Television. So I stay loyal to Samsung. Um, and then I don't think LG makes a gaming monitor. So, oh, no, they made the IPSs. Um, so you know, I go I go Samsung. And then the phone, LG doesn't have a phone business no more. So uh, Samsung. So there's that. So... By the tip of it, I would say Samsung, except for the home appliances <laughs> and any in-vehicle uh, module support. I don't think Samsung is really huge in that business. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So for car stuff, home appliances, I pick LG, and then uh, you know what? LG TVs ain't so bad, especially with the you know, you know, with the OLED. They got. Otherwise, the only other OLED option that I could think of is fucking Sony at this point. Do I buy Vizio? Nah. Do I buy Hisense? Nah. Fuck that shit. I don't buy any of those fucking Chinese television. Or the Vizio's not Chinese. It's American. But it's built in fucking China. You don't want panel they fucking use. So, there's that. So, I I, I, I kind of stay loyal with the Samsung with a little bit of uh, kudos to LG in some aspects. And then a wink, wink, nut, nut for the automotive and the uh, home appliances. So, that's it. That's the end of the Q&A. Thanks for listening. I think I meandered for such little amount of questions that I got. Uh, thank you for your continuous support and your feedback and the love or in the hate and all that stuff. I love all that shit. Um, and then, uh, you know what? The main question you will probably ask is, holy fuck, BK, how long are you going to do this shit? 
I don't fucking know, man. I don't fucking know. I, I, I got into a habit of it, doing this every, you know, Wednesday, releasing it, especially the last two years since I got back on track of things, um, of releasing it every week. So, you know, since 2019, basically. And I, I, I've got, I, I enjoyed getting into a good habit of it, recording it. And also, I haven't done any half episodes, half sode, I call it semi-sodes or semi-sodes. You know, um, and then there are a couple episodes I want to cover, uh, you know, some stuff that I'm stu- studying upon um, to release. Although I don't know how much time I'm going to have to actually study and do these things, given there's so much fucking going on in my life. Um, but I would like to keep the consistency of it and then keep this going. So season six, anything new? No, I'll just keep going, talking about the stuff I'm talking about. You know, this keeps me straight, you know, keeps me on the edge. I can't stop my fucking fingers like Al Pacino in the heat or something. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thank you for all your continued support. Please subscribe on the Apple podcast or whatever pod thing you use. Uh, you look for the AA show with a thumbs up, you know, in the black background and all that. And then uh, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify. Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, you know, whatever pot thing you use, Pandora. I don't know if it's called a Pandora anymore. XX, SXM, you know, all that stuff. And then uh, email me at, at aa-show at outlook.com. aa-show at outlook.com. And then uh, you'll, holler, you'll holler at me however you want to holler at me. And then uh, we'll see you next week when we get back into the September of things. And then... Uh, Yeah, we'll see you down the road. Peace out.